So, tea or coffee? That's the first question. Tea or coffee? Okay, for for legal reasons, I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to answer <laughs> that question. <laughs> Ant or deck? I'm going to go deck. What do you prefer, Davina? Listen, any holes are gold. <laughs> <laughs> Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? It was set to be the lip-sync killer hat-trick that would have gone down in drag race history, but sadly it was not to be after the UK assassin champion got chained. Fancy a tea or coffee? Let's have both. Welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, Tia. Hooray! Hello! Yay! How are you? How are you feeling today, my love? Oh, I am feeling absolutely gorgeous. This is literally like the best day ever. I feel like I'm <laughs> having my fifth birthday party or something. It's so oh, good. Wow. Well, you're looking gorgeous. Well, I mean, no, I, you look gorgeous. I look like I haven't drawn my eyebrows on because I no. haven't. Well, but there's a good shape there. You're, you, I mean, I've been watching. There has been some very serious uh, movement in the last couple of weeks on your Instagram, hasn't there? I'm really, like, massive, massive, like, there's such a difference. You're looking in-fucking-credible at the moment. Oh, thank you. Well, when you know that everyone's going to see you dressed as an ice cream cone, you have to make an effort. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all right. You know, we were still waiting for Bagger to step her pussy up after she turned (laughs) up as a fucking scouring pad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> not, not the scouring pad. Oh, the, the scouring pad! <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you feel now that the episode itself is out? It's it's almost like a relief, to be honest, because there's this build up, this feeling that like you know it's coming eventually, um, and it's just so wonderful to know that everyone has seen it and to have just had like such an overwhelmingly positive reaction is uh, better than I ever could have dreamed, honestly. Yeah, that must be really amazing because I, like, I haven't seen any, like, real negative nastiness nastiness towards you online at all. It's all been really supportive. You know, people genuinely really like you. So that must have been a, a real load off your shoulders. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's obviously the odd comment here and there, um, you know, yeah. you know, um, which is sort of difficult, but like it's incredible how much the uh, viewers of the show are just sort of like fully on board. Doesn't matter if you're more focused on the fashion or more focused on the camp across the board. Everyone seems to be just full of joy. It's great. Definitely. It's amazing to see. It really, really is. Uh, all the way back to the beginning, though, what was your cover up story? Because you really had to sit on this for a long time. And then, of course, covid as well i that was like the hardest part of the whole thing probably was sort of keeping that information um down because obviously i know um uh i know queens from uh previous seasons and all of that kind of thing who um are quite chatty to be honest with you 
Uh, so keeping that information to myself <laughs> with... Um... <laughs> Who are you talking about, Tia? <laughs> um, I, just, I don't know what you mean. Um, so like, keeping that information to myself was uh, really difficult. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it sort of came out. There was the infamous, I don't know if we're allowed to mention it, there was the infamous uh, Michelle Nando tweet where I think people <laughs> sort of might have found out a little bit more information than was intended. Um, but yeah, it's just so amazing to like have all of the information out there. Everyone knows what's happening. We've all seen me do a roly-poly in an ice cream costume. It's gorgeous. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And of course, the public support, amazing to see as well, definitely. Where, mm. where, When you got to that point in the competition, you know, you'd already been in the bottom twice. Um, where were you that day? You know, so you've got your uh, pterodactyl outfit ready. Yep. <laughs> You're looking around you. What is in your head at that moment? Um, what is in my head at that moment is, in all honesty, it's happening. It's the thing that you fear most is hearing Ruth saying sashay away. And I was just thinking, this hat looks like a sad pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely going to be the moment that Rue finally says it. I just need to deliver a performance because I don't want to... I don't want to sort of go out on not sort of like putting the effort into like that lip sync. I was just like, I just need to like push through to that moment and then it's going to be said and then I can go back to the hotel and order a Wagamama's and it's going to be gorgeous. Like that was genuinely my whole thought process through that day. So you were kind of ready for it by the time you got there? I absolutely did not want it to happen. Not at all. I wanted to get to the final. That was the aim. But you just kind of have a sense that it's gonna gonna come and um when it did i sort of thought when i hear those words sashay away it's going to be the worst moment ever and then it happened and it was a full like breath of relief like it was okay like the world was still turning and I've, oh i'm actually getting emotional again thinking <laughs> about it what have you done to me um <laughs> The world was still turning and everything was fine. Like, and I got to leave um, dressed as a pterodactyl, which is just exactly the kind of um, silly nonsense <laughs> that I would want to get up to in my everyday life. Absolutely. So. I think that's one of the things, like, Drag Race now particularly, like, how old are you? 30, according to the show. Okay. 31. 31. 31. So, I mean, really, you're still a baby. You've grown up on Drag Race. That's, mm. you know, so that's been the sort of thing that we've all been looking at and going, that's that's kind of at the moment, that's the biggest platform for my art. So yeah. I, I want to get on there and I want to do really, really well on it. But actually, it's not it's not the be all and end all of being a, a drag queen or a drag star or, you know, or any of those things. Um, mm. But it's, when you're there, it's this sort of thing in your brain, isn't it, going to be amazing i have to be amazing oh my god yeah absolutely it's like the first time i was lip syncing against Asino. when rue says lip sync for your life i genuinely felt like the alternative was that i would die <laughs> like that is how it felt it was like pressure the lights change like everything's happening <laughs> and i was like in order to live 
in front. I'm in an amphitheatre. This is a gladiator situation. The Roman emperor is wearing a gorgeous wig and I have to like actually fight for my life in this moment. It's genuinely how it felt. Yeah. I can imagine the pressure must be immense. One of the first looks that you came out with, um, all the way back to episode one, uh, was Alan Turing. Were you surprised to hear that certain people didn't know who he was? I Let me, sorry, I have to just show you. The wallpaper on my phone is literally, oh yeah, a, actually uh, Alan Turing. Ah, nice. um, <laughs> it's like a, a real, like I am actually a fan. Um, that's, yeah, it was kind of a surprise, but also not because that's the reason why I, I chose to do Alan Turing was to okay. um, give someone who is a um, LGBTQ plus historical icon to me who not only are they sort of like iconic compared to, you know, the other icons who are iconic in their field, like this is a person who literally changed the world and saved like millions of lives. And I was like, yeah. that's exactly the kind of person that I want to look up to and hopefully encourage other people to do so I wasn't like um sort of too shocked shocked and appalled by people not knowing who it was because that was kind of the point was to like shine a light he has just gone on to the 50 pound note is it the 50 pound note that he's just yeah yeah that's correct yeah and there's a statue of him in uh Manchester as well um Mm -hmm. you know and there's been a few films (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people people should know who he is. That doesn't mean that they do, but they should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Did you have any other... When you were considering who you were going to do as your gay icon, was it always going to be him or was anyone else in the running? Um, yeah, I had a lot of um, <laughs> quite silly ideas. And um, there was genuinely a conversation where I was thinking about doing Naomi Campbell, so we dodged that moment. Um, <laughs> like, legit. Just because, like, obviously, that's uh, mm. sort of like representing um, a gorgeous, stunning black woman is also something that's very important to me. But I genuinely had a conversation with myself in my mind where I was like, I will get a Technicolor dream coat made and I will be Philip Schofield and everyone will think that is camp. And then I talked myself out of it because it was ridiculous. What a silly conversation to have with yourself. <laughs> 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 I just I really love Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat it's one of my faves you should have come on in an actual closet and then stepped <laughs> out of the closet yep. in your Technicolor Dreamcoat yeah great with a puppet of Holly Willoughby on my hand <laughs> <laughs> who's just a pair of eyes and tits just a big pair of eyes and a massive pair of tits and a blonde wig there you go yeah. Holly I would like to have seen that <laughs> so you've kind of you've done the first few episodes of Drag Race then I'm just eating my awful I'm just choking on a piece of hair um, you've done your first few uh, episodes of Drag Race and then suddenly RuPaul turns up and is going, there is a global pandemic. Did you know about the global pandemic at the time? Like, I know you could, because I, I, when I was coming back to the hotel, I literally just got in the bath and slept. Like, mm-hmm. that was all that I did. So were you getting back to the hotel and watching TV? So you knew that there was 
this thing happening or were you like totally oblivious? I completely oblivious. I think um I think Bimini was the only one who had an inkling uh because they were getting up for their um morning yoga. Yeah. Like absolutely iconically the most Bimini thing I've ever heard is putting on the news and doing some yoga. Um but I had no idea cuz I I don't know if you remember like back when it all first started which is when we were going off to drag race it was like not a jokey thing but it wasn't no one was taking it seriously everyone was like oh have you got the corona oh you've got a cough like it was sort of not a serious thing um at all so I sort of still had that in my mind and when that that siren happened just as um arguments were starting to kick off great timing (laughs) (laughs) saved by the bell (laughs) literally it cut me off right as Lawrence and I were about to um, tackle each other verbally. But um, yeah, when that happened, it was an absolute gag when you're sort of like, they had to fully sit us down and have a conversation saying this is a global pandemic. Um, and it was actually really scary. I Like when I got home, I have this like habit because I do love a reality TV show mm-hmm. where I'll like watch YouTube clips of like, Big Brother Canada, like all over the world. I watched this clip of um, Big Brother Australia where they all got like sat down and told what was happening. I I straight up just burst into tears. I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. And then my housemate was like, because that happened to you. <laughs> like that was the experience. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just like really, really sort of like wild and overwhelming and something that has never happened on Drag Race anywhere no. before wild so then how were the the seven months in between what was that like for you um to be completely honest it was really tough um because i don't know any if anyone noticed but i didn't really have the sewing skills to be stepping my runways up myself um and then also didn't have a job because i couldn't perform anywhere um and wasn't able to sort of like fall back on my own career my old career rather because one that also wasn't happening at the time and two we'd been away for it for uh three or four years at this point so there was sort of like nothing to do and no way for me to like use that time to sort of like go wild with stepping everything up I did everything that I could like rhinestoning every single vein of that pterodactyl and then watching the episode back and realising you can't see a single rhinestone because they were too small. Yeah, so tip to anyone going on a future season, big rhinestone. Yeah, definitely big also, rhinestone. actually rhinestones on camera don't show up that well. You're better off with holographic sequin. Cheap holographic sequin shows up beautifully on there camera. Rhinestones, not as much. Well, I wish you told me that nine months ago. I know, ago. I'm really sorry if you drunk me. <laughs> Baby, if you drunk me, I just said, listen, listen, Sharon told me cheap holographic sequin. That's the way to go. Yeah, sorry, girl. Oh, gosh, I'll bet in my head. Yeah, absolutely. You know for your next TV spot. Um, so how you, you just said you um, obviously had made attempts um, to use that time uh, to your advantage. How prepared did you feel then when you were ready to go back? I thought I... I thought I was prepared and then um, Bimini started unpacking and I was like, well, I guess we'll um, try our best. <laughs> like it was very that kind of energy because I had not anticipated 
I don't know if like let's let's look back at the the Norwich costume from episode one of Bimini's and then look at the most perfect amoeba hair bacteria just absolutely breathtaking I mean absolutely I would never have even been able to sort of like dream of stepping it up that much so um yeah we thought we were prepared we went back in thought we were going to go back in with gusto with our uh, bff veronica green little did we know she wasn't returning so that was that was like also hard it sounds like i'm having a sob story i swear it's been an amazing <laughs> experience and i've had a lovely time i was just here like gently weeping into my tea just like yeah <laughs> um so yeah i mean we already mentioned about how you lip synced for your life twice and you're the only UK queen to have done that and survived. Yes. I mean, you know, you can take that away and be really fucking proud of it. How does that feel (laughs) to have been the first person to do that? Uh, It feels amazing. I've dubbed myself the lip sync meh assassin. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, we made it through two, which is reasonable. (laughs) So we're good. I think I, I, I don't know if I'm the only queen to have cracked out a forwards roll in a lip sync as well. I mean, I, I mean... certainly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? Um, who knew my um, sort of seven-year-old PE lessons were going to come in so handy on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> oh, this is it. You know, you started... Um... Apparently, you did start the same day in the same venue as some Ting Wong. And you both left Drag Race on the Snatch Game, incidentally. Um, but we did get to see uh, a Shirley Bassey wig, didn't we? Um, before you changed your mind and went to uh, went to Mel B. Can you crack out a bit of Shirley Bassey for us? Well, I just on behalf of Dame Shirley herself, I don't want to call that wig a Shirley Bassey wig. I'll call it an <laughs> attempt. An attempt at a Shirley Bassey wig. I kind of had uh, an idea of sort of just playing everything like this, darling. Oh, very grand, very over the top, slipping through a gold finger, should she ask nicely. Um, and also cracking out some accurate Welsh, unlike Taste, yeah. who um, <laughs> okay. apparently cannot speak a word of Welsh. Um, but um, yeah, sort of like having a moment like that. Although I would just like to say, um, despite something reveling in the fact that we both left at Snatch Game. Technically, hers was episode four of eight, making it 50% of the way through, <laughs> and mine was six of ten. So I got further. Thank you very much. <laughs> you heard it here. She'd be absolutely fuming. Did, did, did that change? Did your choice change very quickly before Snatch Game? What was the deal um, with that? Because you were going to do Shirley Bassey and then you didn't. And um, it maybe wasn't the most Mel B outfit that I've ever seen. Um, so was it like, I mean, it could have been a Shirley Bassey outfit, to be honest. Um, yeah. So when was the decision not to do Shirley Bassey? When did that happen? Um, After Rue said that, Shirley Bassey is a funny that's (laughs) fucking stupid anyway like okay (laughs) listen if you don't know Shirley Bassey Shirley Bassey is fucking hilarious go and watch any of the interviews with her and she is piss your knickers funny so like another American who doesn't know actually what you're talking about you know her for ballads 
go and watch an interview before you comment on whether somebody's actually funny or not. You know, people didn't think that Judy Garland was funny. Judy Garland was so funny. Always, mm. always very funny and witty in her uh, interview interviews. And Bassie is exactly the same. She's so funny. So why on earth RuPaul would have said she's not funny? Maybe you don't know her for being funny, but actually she is very funny. Yeah, I kind of, looking back, wish I'd done a Gigi good moment of, I understand your concerns, but I do not share them. Um, I'm just gone with it. But in that moment, like, we basically just got back. I mean, it's like, horrible, yeah. Yeah, the world's been turned upside down. I don't have, like, the one person I trust to sort of double check things with. Another shout out to VG, what an icon. Um, but I just sort of went, yeah, Ruth, Ruth said that, so I'm changing it. I wish, I wish, I wish I had, because there was just one thought in my head that went, it's Gemma Collins. Just do Tiffany Pollard and scream at her about shoes. And then I was like, no, that's very mean. That's very rude to Gemma. I shouldn't do that. And talk myself out of changing to that. Um, the reason for the Mel B outfit was I came prepared with an outfit. Um, and despite the fact that we've all been sitting on Zoom calls from here up the whole time, I just didn't think about the fact the table's really high. So I had this sort of like right. a leopard print crop top on with a pair of like leopard print high-waisted leggings. So there was leopard print all over me, but it's a little spaghetti strap. So I just would have been sat there yeah. looking new Because it was the, the covering thing that I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't have anything. Also, it's very cold, yes. to be honest. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I just need something to put over the top. Didn't have anything leopard print. And very, very kindly, um, Bimini had that sort of fluffy coat. And I was like, please, can I just borrow this? Because it's freezing and I look like I'm wearing no clothes when I sit behind a table. <laughs> um, so she, Bimini lent that to me, which was uh, super lovely. But, um, you know, it was the best choice that I could make in the moment with the uh, few resources that I had. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. How did it feel listening back to the other girls comments since the the series has been airing what's that been like for you uh-huh <laughs> um <laughs> it's been i would call it um interesting and enlightening because the one thing that i would say is despite um despite Ahura taking a lot of flack for sort of being quite negative during the first four episodes, at least it came to me in person and I heard it from her. Other people have had um, lots of fun things to say that I had no idea about until now. And to them, I say, that Celsig is actually Welsh for sausage, not Celsig. Die young, Karia, die young. That's a fantastic answer, though. Um, it is amazing to see you and Ahura um, like develop your relationship there. That was really, really nice to see. The public have gone crazy um, for that as well. Um, so that was that was a really nice moment for me, definitely. Um, can you tell us who you are going to stay in touch with and what friendships you know you, you hope to hang on to after the competition? Uh, that's literally for me, that's been the best part about it because there are so many people. I sort of knew Veronica 
beforehand we worked together a few times but really getting to know her through that process um has been like absolutely amazing 100% have a friend for life um joe black is just such a warm spirit and one of the best people i mean like i have known of joe black for so long so to be in a situation where i can just like cash call joe up i'm just like cool what a life we're living what a world <laughs> um which is lovely lawrence cheney and i are super close as well we talk we're there for like mutual support and things like that um and also i'm um i've got a real bond with sister sisters new teeth as well close <laughs> <laughs> personal friends <laughs> Well, talking about close personal friends, uh, Rue and Michelle were very, very keen on you on the show. Did you feel that while you were there? Did you feel how uh, supportive of you they were? Uh, no, because I'm literally <laughs> the most like anxious person in all of human history. So like anything that they said, what I heard was the things that I need to sort of change or work on or that kind of thing and now I'm watching it back like it honestly feels like um a completely different situation because I know those words were said to me but like when you hear that as well in conjunction with the judging that happens when you're sort of back in the workroom it's like wildly different I'm like what was happening Rue was in my corner this whole time this whole time Uh, she just wanted me to do well and I was there with my own brain going, you can't do this. You you need to calm down. Everyone thinks you're basic. Um, so, like, it's just, like, absolutely wild to sort of, like, watch that back and be like, I can't cope. This is amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely feeling. And it sort of reminded me that maybe I should uh, treat myself a little bit better. Yeah. For definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so like, everybody loves Baroness Basic, me included. Um, and <laughs> but do you think that Rue had his favourites? Uh, did Rue have? Mm, mm, we are all Rue's children. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean everyone's saying that Lawrence Cheney is Rue's favourite, and I think what the actual case is is that Lawrence Cheney is hilarious, polished, um, just naturally charismatic and knows drag and drag race and Rue inside out. So like, how is that not going to be someone that you favour in that situation? Is it really favouritism or was that a gorgeous fishtail gown made out of latex? Like, I, I, I don't sort of, I don't feel like it's like favouritism for unfair reasons. And in terms of um, the competition itself, do you think that it was the journey that you were expecting? Did Did you behave and did the competition behave how you were expecting it to go? No, not even slightly. I watched season one and I was like, my drag, listen, Bagger wore an umbrella upside down on her head on the runway, so I'm gonna be fine. I like walked in there thinking it's first or final. I was like convinced I'm going out first or I'm getting to the final. And then what happened was 
um, a bunch of absolute icons walked up in there, stepping like all of the fashion game everywhere, all over the place, um, and just like throwing unexpected things completely out there. Like, I knew Bimini was smart, but Bimini's also hilarious. Um, and like all of these incredible skills. Why am I obsessed with Bimini? <laughs> like, like Bimini, Bimini's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, like everyone had all of these skills from all over the place. And it just isn't what you expect when you go in there at all. I really never thought that I'd get called basic. <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, that must have been really tough as well at that point. Like, we're right at the beginning of the competition and then and then you get labelled that. Um, do you think that that impacted on your journey? A hundred percent. The decisions that were sort of, that I made at the start, sort of walking in. I know that you're supposed to sort of wear like an incredible outfit to walk in, but... Well, I mean, you know, it, that's not a hundred percent. Like mm. you, uh, Willem and Alaska talked about this and you can make a choice. You know, you can either go in there and be like, I am incredible, amazing, fantastic. Or you can go in and be like, hi, I'm here. You know, so it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily. And if you go in the first way, everything has to be killer. Otherwise, it's not as good, is it? Your yeah, first outfit was I, better than this. I guess like the the decisions that I made were like all down to like full anxiety because mm. like we've we've all watched the show and like let me tell you for free I cannot swim so when I think about that first episode <gasps> all I can ever think about is when they throw them into that tank and yeah. I was like I absolutely need my legs out and my arms free and nothing that's gonna sort of like weigh me down otherwise I will panic and then immediately ask to like go home and like call my mum because it'll freak me out <laughs> so I was like we're wearing something easy. The wig was, I brought that wig and then a new version of that wig so that I could throw it up and sort of like back home the ponytail and do it fresh. Um, but you know the feeling the night before. I was just lying in the bed being like, this is happening. I guess I just have to wear the old wig now because <laughs> I just could not bring myself to like do anything. I was just too like full of anxious energy. Um, but do you know what? If the tennis balls hadn't have got stuck in it, I wouldn't have had a moment in that tennis challenge. <laughs> that was gorgeous. So I stand by all the decisions. Before before you started drag, you were an actor, weren't you? Um, and, I wouldn't go that far. Well, well, hold on a minute. Hold on a goddamn second. You apparently appeared in Harry Potter, The Prisoner of Azkaban. I was an extra <laughs> in Harry Potter <laughs> and the prisoner of Azkaban. I was a Hufflepuff student. I was present. Do you see me at any point in the film? Absolutely not. Did I, along with 120 other children, get forced to sing happy birthday to Emma Watson in the Great Hall? Yes, <laughs> it was great. Um, but I did make friends with the actress who played Justine Littlewood because she was also an extra in that film. Oh, So okay. that was a love. That was a lovely moment. We were best friends for a week. Oh. But you were <laughs> in know. it. That's amazing. Yeah, physically present uh, yeah, during the time. With and, that. But you've not been able to find yourself on, on it. No, I know which sleeping bag I am in the Great Hall scene where we're all pretending to be asleep, um, which is oh good for me to know. But unfortunately, uh, no one else can see me. And, you know, I've I've 
subsequently to that tried to have words with JK Rowling about her thoughts, feelings and opinions, but she won't return my calls anymore. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We could turn it into a drinking game and just have it on pause and play like "Where's Coffee?" and you all have to just find it. <laughs> like, yeah, the that's going to happen. Is nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also a, a really big sci-fi fan, um, and you've chatted about how uh, the Doctor Who has inspired your drag. And uh, you said you'd be up for playing Doctor Who. Is this right? Well, who wouldn't? Of course. Well, of course yeah. if, if someone called you and was like, can you be the Doctor in Doctor Who? Anyone <laughs> would say yes. What an iconic role. I'm, I'm just watching it now, and I just got up to the episode where Catherine Tate joins. Like, I'm literally just there. Because <gasps> after... I, I wasn't that big a fan of um, the first incarnation of the Doctor. Sorry. Um, so I just didn't watch from then on so I haven't seen any of the David Tennant stuff none of you know since then so I just got to Catherine Tate so if you were playing Doctor Who who would you want as your um, little associate who would you want as your second in command oh my goodness the companion do I have to choose someone from like drag race no it can be anyone 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 at all oh my goodness okay if it was like an acting role then like hands down Michaela Cole is like 100 percent in fact do you know what if michaela cole was available i'd just go you play the doctor we'll swap because you're too much of an icon um if it was like a, a drag race moment obviously veronica's like high up on the list but i think i'd, I'd probably ask priyanka from drag race canada i think that'd be a, a camp camp journey in the tardis i think you, you're probably right but who listen she has that $100,000, so <laughs> you're going to have to make sure that you get the budget, aren't you? Yeah. You know, I'll be like, listen, bitch, I invited you here. <laughs> uh, you can buy your own outfits and all the money will be funded, thanks. <laughs> I reckon the doctor's on somewhere. <laughs> So obviously everyone's super excited uh, now that you're out to see what you do next. Um, one of the things that you were already doing is you're part of the girl band Vixens and you've yeah. been working on some new stuff. Can you tell us anything? Uh, well, the Vixens are still going strong. I was joking when I said that I was here to Beyonce myself. Why? Because I was always <laughs> the Beyonce of the group. Um, but um, obviously the Vixens, we can't wait to get back to sort of like performing as a group. Um, as you can imagine, uh, being that my drag career started in a three-piece drag group singing pop music, that Ruru Vision Challenge being in the bottom two really stung. <laughs> Especially because well, I'm like a massive Eurovision fan as well, like obsessive. You were also great in it. Like I, yeah, lots of the judging I've not understood this series, um, <laughs> and I did not feel in a million years that you were the appropriate choice that week. Um, because you were great. You had the choreography. You were the only person who could actually sing in that group. <laughs> um, a little bit weird. Bit of a weird choice. So what is coming next from the Vixens? Because I know you put out a, a track the other week with them dancing in it. Yeah, a little moment. Yeah. So is there is there more songs coming from you and the girls all singing together? Or are they just going to be back up? Yeah, <laughs> well, in terms of me solo, I didn't really come prepared to um, plug anything. But my debut single, Outside oh, yeah. In, is um, actually available now for uh, streaming on all platforms. Um, so, you know, pop over, download it. Who tell, knows? Us, 
tell us about this. Who did you make it with? Oh my goodness, the the best thing ever in the world. Can't believe it's happened to me. Who am I? Who do I think I am? What business am I am in working with these people? Little Boots and Tom Aspel um, wrote this song, and I honestly have never felt more grateful to the universe for this to be something that has sort of been able to happen because they're icons. I literally sing Remedy by Little Boots in yeah. my set, and like. It's just incredible, and I'm very lucky, and I hope everyone sort of enjoys the song, because I think it's a bop. Yeah, how did it come about? How did it come about that uh, these people just went, hey, listen? Um... <laughs> um, it was a dark alleyway. No, we um, we were sort of introduced by a mutual friends, um, and they sort of had um, a song that they had worked on that they felt like might work for me um and I was like oh yeah like let me see like I'll think about it but actually being like yes 100% like what a question um so absolutely went for it and then recorded it and it's got sort of like um a really interesting sort of like dark disco vibe to it um and hopefully once we're all released from captivity due to this global panettone <laughs> we can uh get out on dance floors and like hear it in real life with friends socializing so is the plan for this to be like the start of more releases or is this like a one off or i think that it is um definitely the start i've already started working on some other things this is very much my drag race song and then i want everyone to get ready for my gratify do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> nicely put nicely okay put. i can't wait for that dear <laughs> yeah. coffee knocking out the opera vocals yeah. i am ready <laughs> but it'll definitely be a bass vocal for me <laughs> because... <laughs> so Dear Coffee, we're we're about to we're about to play a little game. Are you ready for it? A game? Yes, absolutely. This is okay. the best day ever. So, tea or coffee? That's the first question. Tea or oh, coffee? That's, that's the question. Um, okay, for for legal reasons, I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to answer <laughs> that question. Or hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, we always have a hot chocolate. Absolutely. <laughs> Delish. <laughs> Gin and tonic. Final answer. <laughs> Okay, next question. Brown or red sauce? <gasps> Brown. Love that for you. Mm. Uh, butter or margarine would you prefer? I, I No strong opinions. Um, let's go butter and feel fancy. Feel Ooh. fancy. Cake or crisps? Cake or crisps? Both cake. Both cake. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Strong. Davina is strongly on your side. Absolutely. <laughs> we had this conversation before we started, and I'm muted them both. Yeah. I'm not listening to Ricky or Connor talking this <laughs> filth about they'd rather have crisps than cake. Disgusting. We would. We would. So, on a related <laughs> subject, would you prefer sweet or savoury? Sweet. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Tall or short? I mean. I'm standing at six foot four and a half, six foot five. I've got to go tall. Are you six foot four? Are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm so tiny by comparison also, to you two. On the internet, it says I'm five foot four, and I keep getting tweets being like, right. "But when when you stand next to Bimini, you look 
Does that mean Bimini is three fertile? No, it's just wrong. It's just wrong on the internet. Did you see that story this week? But a guy got invited to um, have his NHS injection. He's like 32 because they thought he was 54 centimetres tall. (laughs) Wait, how... That, okay. Yeah. But it wasn't because of the, because of how tall he was. It was because of how tall he was at fifty four centimeters and what that did to his BMI. <laughs> <laughs> that information is incorrect. So your next preference here is: Do you prefer day or night? Uh, night. Ant or deck? Oh. That's a contextual question. I'm going to go deck. Oh, what do you prefer, Davina? Um, listen, any holes a goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, Alan or Graham? This, the, yeah, Graham. 100% Graham. <laughs> Absolutely Graham. Well, Graham didn't tell me I looked like a sad pigeon. So, <laughs> there's that. We've got some questions from uh, the old Tinterweb now. The www dot. Um, so on Twitter, people have been asking questions. So the first one is, Joe Black wants to know, will you marry me? Joe, I would love to. <laughs> I think this would be a match made in heaven. Um, as long as, as, long as, um, as, long as Aaron's okay with that, then uh, absolutely. Make it a throuple. What's the problem? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely. Uh, Cray Dunaway wants to know, are you starting to understand how ridiculously likeable you are yet? Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I'm just, I feel like I'm an incredibly socially awkward person. So like, it's very difficult um, for me to, to hear those things and not sort of like melt into the wall and be like, thank you, <laughs> that's so nice. Um, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's really kind. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? Um, so the next question is for both of you, actually. Um, for Davina and Tia, Rock DJ Seventy Nine wants to know: Will the Vixens and the Frock Destroyers ever get together and tour? <gasps> what? Well, no, I feel like uh, Davina's really the the <laughs> power player in this situation. Because well, I'm I'm in another little group called the Glitter Bombs with. Uh, Cherry and Ginger, and I think we would all, all six of us would be amazing on a lineup together. That would be a really camp, 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 camp show. I think that. Would oh, be that would be fun. so good. As long as we can do um, the when the sugar babes and girls allowed did walk this way. Yes! <laughs> that's what the, I think that's what the gif was that they tagged us in as well. That was the actual gif. So we could put <laughs> like a wall down the middle of the. Um, stage and then we smash it up like it's a peanut bausch uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> all right nina j wants to know well she's saying i love your new song what was the inspiration for it and do you have more music planned absolutely there is more music planned um the whole idea of the song i think is um we're kind of living in a difficult time at the moment and to me, sort of like the experience of being on Drag Race and also everything that's going on in the pandemic. I think Veronica Green put it best when she said, look a little deeper. Um, Because people have a tendency to take things on face value, whether that's um, 
someone's appearance or like when you ask someone how they are and they say I'm fine right now that could mean a lot of different things and it's really important to me to sort of make sure everyone's caring and trying and looking after each other as much as possible so the the song and the lyrics really have like a massive influence of like um the surface value is not necessarily representative of what's going on underneath charlotte would like to know what is your first eurovision memory and uh, what's your favorite <gasps> oh my goodness my first eurovision memory is um i think i was about eight I think it was 1990, yeah, it was 1998, Imani. No, actually, I remember Love Shine Light from the year before, but Where 1998, Imani, okay. honestly. And I am not kidding. I thought, like, no one could hear me in the house. And I, like, pretended to fully be in the music video, like, crawling up the stairs, like, belting the song out. My sister popped her head out and was like, were you, like, just listening to something? And I was like, no, I was singing. She was like... That was really good. And that was the moment <laughs> that I was like, I love Eurovision. This oh is great. Oh my God. Imani is like one of my, nobody knows it either. Nobody, like you could play it now and people would be like, what's this? I will fight through the rain to find you. Okay, oh, okay. There's a place behind if you love like these chains. <laughs> I, it's amazing. I yeah. am living, living, like, living, living my best <laughs> life that you just said, Imani. Like, oh my God. <laughs> so good. And I think she came, I think she came second or third, like did pretty well. It was, yeah. A, okay. A brilliant, brilliant track. Oh my God. I'm mm. so excited that you just said that. <laughs> so that's your earliest Eurovision memory, is it? Mm-hmm. So then what's your favorite Eurovision song? Oh my goodness, I might just cut me off at any point because I will keep talking about Eurovision <laughs> constantly. There are so many different reasons. All of these answers are probably controversial yet brave. Firstly, UK, Michael Rice, because I think he seems like the nicest person ever. And I Honestly, if, if there was an option available for marriage, I would take it because um, I just feel like we would um, just be super lovely. Um, <laughs> Also, just Lucy Jones, absolute like mm. belter of a song. I feel like Lucy was done a little bit dirty when it came to all the voting and stuff because yeah. the staging, the voice, maybe a little bit too musical theatre with the hand, but <laughs> iconic. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. Netta, Toy, Grey, we've absolutely Fuego, Dami Im, Sound of Silence, absolute robbery, should have won. Uh, zero gravity. I need to go further into the past because I'm staying too contemporary right now. Sorry for this full monologue. <laughs> like, just so many precious. Say it again. Yeah. Say it again. Say it. Oh. Say the words <laughs> I want to whisper. <laughs> yes. Oh, I used to love that song. So good. Oh. So, so the good. list goes on. So you're going to be really looking forward to it coming back this year then. Oh, for sure. Um. <laughs> We're going to move on. I'm really sorry. I would love to talk about Eurovision for the rest of the day and just sing all of the songs, but um, yeah. you have other things to do. Um, so, Emily DeForest only teardrops. There we go. That's the last one. <laughs> okay. Grace wants to know if you could have talked to any previous Drag Race contestant for advice before Snatch Game, who would you have called? Um, I think the person that any previous if it was mm, any previous contestants for advice, I think 
I probably would have called you. What? How not to do Snatch Game? <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's uh, firstly, curse of the first seat. Can we just oh, bond my... over that? Well, yeah, but also I was shit. <laughs> Same. Oh, so on the next question, the answer to this probably isn't going to be Snatch Game, but Yuha Hamasaki wants to know what is your favourite memory of your season? Um, my favourite memory of my season is um, how much Yuha didn't like my runways on bootleg opinions. Um, no, <laughs> not at all. I think my favourite memory of, my, of the season is honestly walking in to the workroom because that's the moment that you build up to. You have no idea, like, what challenges are going to be thrown at you, apart from Snatch Game, which is the one I went home on, yeah. so realistically I should have prepared more. But apart from that, like, you don't know what's coming, but the one moment that you know is you're going to turn that corner and then suddenly you're inside the television. Um, and it honestly feels like magic. That was the best moment for me. It's also before everyone told me how horrible all my drag was all the time. So it was... <laughs> The last, oh my God. the last moment of uh, pure joy. Well, your drag is no longer horrible, and I don't think a lot of it was horrible. Um, and going into the future, because Tia, it's been great chatting with you today, and I would, honestly, I would love to just sit and chat with you all day long. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I'm like, oh my God, she loves the Eurovision as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, where can people find you and um, send me your WhatsApp so I can stalk you after. But for everybody <laughs> else at home, um, where can they find you? Um, all social media platforms. I'm Tia Coffee, T-I-A-K-O-F-I. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but you can find me on all streaming platforms and um, music download sites. Because um, I've got a song. Which and what's is it called madness. again? Just give us that. Give us the title of the song again before we let you go. It's called Outside In. Outside In. That's much like my guts on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and Outside In is out now, of course. Um, Tia, it's just been such a thrill to watch you, to get to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Um, we can't wait to keep following what you get up to now. Take care. Oh, Big kisses. Thank you for having me. Thank you so thank much. You. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it, come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting, no waiting. You shake me down, you touch it, you taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy it, the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it, no need to attack. Instant and present, hit go and play back. Right now, right now. Take it and tame it, walk me to the door. Have it and hold it, you only want more. Live it and love it, you've got it, it's yours. Right now, right now.